0: Welcome back, everyone, to episode four of our marriage podcast we are calling Be Loved. The title of today's episode is Can't Buy Me Love, so let's figure out what it is. We are starting today on the big five.
1: That's right. The big five are money, family, philosophy, kids, God, and sex.
0: And today we kick off with money. And since our podcast is called Be Loved and it's all about being loved... How does the issue of money impact the way we show love? Is it connected to all of the love languages, like we talked about before?
1: Um, yeah, with the words, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, and quality time, and, and um, actually all five of them are impacted by this area of our of our finances. How we use our finances and certainly in the whether or not we're in agreement on how those finances are used Um, some of the love languages kind of have an obvious uh connection to money and then that would be uh obviously gift giving and quality time cutie since those are high on your scale um you want to talk about a little bit about how that's impacted
2: yeah, so gift giving often involves some amount of money to provide the gift, which is um, one of those things that is, you kind of think of that and go, well, duh. But um, quality time often involves date nights, trips away, which can also cost too. So money's kind of really a big subject when we're talking about a marriage and a relationship and uh, how two people walk together. Through life, it's it's a big deal. It's it's going to show up just about everywhere.
1: Yeah, there's uh, obviously in our relationship there have been places where maybe my uh, I like to call it frugalness. Um, yeah, so I like
2: to call it tight, <laughs> tight. <laughs> just squeak, squeak,
1: and uh, uh, where well, we've had some some tension in the past in this area of you with your love for me and love for the kids, uh, especially wanting to be expressed um, through your love languages of gift-giving and quality time, whether that was little trips away, um, to be able to, to get us away from all of the the stuff that pulls at us all the time, or certainly Christmas and birthdays. And I know that in times past, I did not realize when I would begin to get my spreadsheet out and, Boy, those
2: spreadsheets! <laughs> and, I don't know how to read those things, so they make no sense <gasps> to me. But I know how to read a list <laughs> of what people quote need and what people quote want, and how to fix that.
1: And I look at the spreadsheet and say, "Whoops, uh, that one's not going to fit." And when I, I would don't speak that, much. when I would say that, um, uh, baby, would just look at me with this look like how could you say that? How are you, you're asking us to not love our child. Our child has this desire for this special, you know, as they got older, it was more electronics when they were younger. It was toy. And, and, you know, and I was like, it just, it just doesn't fit in the budget. And I saw it as the dollars and cents and you saw it as love. And then all of a sudden, um, we're, we're having arguments and fights over, this issue of money when really the whole time it was more about love for you um, or vacations or those kinds of things although I'll have to say this year um, I was the one who flipped the whole thing on its head and did the big whoop-de-doo vacation Um, everybody was surprised that that cost a lot of money.
2: The big deal is, is that in all honesty, when it comes to the bigger things, everybody thinks it's me. It's, it really is. Pastor Brennan, he really is the one that is like, okay, well let's just go all out. So it really, for him, it's either go huge or not do anything at all. And I am in that before you get to huge. And after you, or at nothing, where I fill in that area of taking care of things.
1: Yes, I would uh, get irritated because you wanted to pick up Chick-fil-A as an after-school snack, and that was just a little fun thing with you and the kids, and I would be, be tightwad on that and then say, hey, let's blow it up and go on a cruise. And, yeah.
2: I, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. But so, okay. I feel like if you could go on a cruise, then hey, you can have Chick-fil-A for a snack.
1: And so, uh, but, the, so we're, we would be having these, you know, financial disagreements um, when really what the underlying issue wasn't as much the math of the dollars. It was the issue of the money. And so, um. One of those things, it's it, you've got to you got to be aware of that. So when if you're dealing with a gift giver, if you're dealing with a quality time person, that need those money for gifts, money for date nights and vacations and those kinds of things, they need to be in your budget. It's not frivolous. Um, when I know when things were really tight and we started having a Tuesday night, uh date night i kind of accidentally ended up into that we were doing a school of ministry thing and then we just carried it on but we had a standing sitter and then tuesday ended up being cheap for movies and it ended up being economical um, by accident but then we left it in the line item budget that we are going to have a date night every week and we're going to put money for that and it didn't always make financial sense but in our relationship it was something we had to budget, and so you do when you're talking about finances. You've got to think about how, how is this affecting the way we give and receive, uh, the way we give and receive love. Um, another one that is um, impacted strongly by money is this area of acts of service. An acts of service, uh, someone who is strong in acts of service, they're almost always. Uh, tied to money in a strong way, but not in a spending kind of way, um, an active service person is very willing to, to work hard, uh, to maybe have two jobs, um, to pick up extra shifts, uh, to make personal sacrifices. Um, they won't buy themselves the, the new pair of shoes they need. They, they won't buy the new jeans. They won't do those different kinds of things so that their loved ones can have those items and do those things. And then an active of service person wants uh, wants to save and they want financial security and they, they don't want there to be any kind of need unmet in their family. And it's a big deal of need. They can kind of be a little diff- more difficult on wants sometimes, but man, it's a big deal for need. So then you talk to a, an acts of service person and they're man, the the money thing can become a really big deal to them because they're going to work hard and save a lot and do those different kinds of things. And, um, all of a sudden you want to take some of that and fritter that away in the acts of service mind. Um, what well, hurts their feelings? It's like, you know, I worked an extra shift to be able to have that, you know, 200 bucks in the savings account. And now, you know, you want to go and and, you know, and buy something and it'll hurt their feelings. And it's not just a thing of, oh, you worship the bunny. No, you know, a lot of times, well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do have a, a fixation on, you know, having too much security found in the nest egg. But most of the time it's rooted in a place of love. And so every time you're having. A financial argument ask yourself how is this connected to their need to receive love and their need to show love because so many times that financial argument is actually an issue on love over and over and over again now Q you and I aren't acts of service so no, this kind of doesn't really fall not, in our
2: we really have struggled in our relationship with the whole saving thing we both think it's a great idea um but not until just recently have we been very on purpose about it but because we are not natural at it it has been it's been it's been a work it yep. has been now we can save up for something but to just have a given savings for just Savings sake has never made much sense to either of us. Yeah, all of Although our we like it.
1: All of our savings has always been through the means of investing in something, buying a rent house, buying whatever, and that kind of having a savings.
2: So speaking. To your language of yeah, one yeah. <laughs> not speaking. Yes. So that, there you go, folks.
1: Yes, that that's how it has that's gone. That's how it works. That, is if Brand
2: wants it, we say for it.
1: That's how it has has gone. So we've had to learn how to connect um, on, a, you know, that on a on a practical level because that's not saying love. Having a large cushion um, isn't mm-hmm. something that has said love us, and so we had to figure that out and begin to be more strategic. Um, now there's a couple of the love languages that aren't kind of intuitively connected with money. Um, obviously, words, words don't cost anything. Here's the problem, is when there's money tension, there's money fights. And when there, there are money fights, um, there are accusations about how the money was spent. Um, how the money was not spent, um, all of those different things. And and a person um, doesn't like their decisions being belittled, um, doesn't like their contribution to the family, um, whether through their job or maybe if it's one stay-at-home, one's uh, out in the workplace. Um, the way that they are handling the money and protecting it and putting it um, to use and so, all of the words associated with it, um, with the money fights, are hurtful. So, often a words person will avoid talking about money, not because they don't care about the money, but because the words hurt. It
0: mm-hmm. makes and, sense. That makes and, sense.
1: And they just don't want mm-hmm. that. They don't want the words part. So, they will avoid the convert money conversations at all times you got to have money conversations you, have you to. do
2: you do you have to have them you have to have them it's money has to be something that you honestly that you can talk about regularly so that everybody is in the know i mean you can't avoid it
1: for sure so a way to be able to tie words of affirmation into the money conversation is first off when the money conversation happens be very conscious when you're dealing with a words person, to not belittle them um, mm-hmm. and those things. But money can be passionate, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, And then also, when there's a win, when you've met that savings goal, when you've paid that debt down, um, use your words to celebrate it. Man, we're an awesome team. Yeah. This works. All those different things. We, we use the words to be connected there. And then the last one, um, is physical touch. And obviously, you know, if money's happening, you know, as a part of your physical touch, well, then that's actually illegal. And that doesn't need to
2: happen. <laughs> We're so. not going to address <laughs> that besides that's, the fact <laughs> that you need to stop <laughs> that's,
1: that's not. So, um, how is physical touch and money connected? Well, um, this is impacted, um, most directly again, back to the tension. Cause when there's tension over the money, the cuddle time kind of gets put to an end. Yeah, it's, yeah it does. It's, it's, it's not there. So, again, they may avoid the conversations so that they avoid the tension. So there can be a little bit of the, the snuggle time, cuddle time. I want to be close to you. You want to be close to me. Um, rarely ever do couples have money talks while spooning. And so that they're sitting there and close and holding hands and having these passionate money talks um it doesn't happen and maybe if somebody's touch closeness maybe that's a good way to maybe have some money conversations is you know snuggling so i'm
2: pretty sure that the physical touch people think that's the best way to do anything <laughs> discuss the grocery list discuss what shoes you're going to wear hey discuss how you wear your hair as long as you're cuddling
1: it's always a good idea i
2: think i just threw up a little uh-uh.
1: Hey, a, a kiss helps everything.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. So, why is money so emotional?
1: Um, well, just it is, and we see it scripturally. Uh, Matthew six twenty one says, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Um, a money's a money is so emotional because it's it's connected to what our hearts desires. Our heart want and well
2: and the fact is is that you have to have i mean everybody goes and works a job and whatnot because it's how you it's how you live i mean you have to have it for everything it's how you provide even just the the basics for your family it is a major factor in your foundation of anything money is it's just important it's not I'm not saying it's important to have. I'm saying it's important. I mean you do have to have it to live. But it's it is one of those things that just it can make you feel so many different things in about three seconds you feel completely successful, you can feel completely um as a loser or whatever in a matter of seconds on just how what your money situation is, how you make those decisions, and whatnot,
1: and a hundred percent. And so, these money issues are—they're so volatile because they are connected to with our, with our hearts' desire and our identity on with our jobs and those different kinds of things. And so, we we need to be aware of that. What an easy kind of um, process or a little exercise to work through is, um, you know, just think about with your spouse and your household, if just a simple extra thousand dollars got dropped into your lap, you know, you just get an an extra thousand bucks. Um, Well, the odds of you being automatically agreed on what that thousand dollars is going to do is pretty low unless you have talked about it as a couple and you're in agreement. We're working towards this. If you're in the middle of and, uh, you know, paying down, you're doing your debt snowball, and you're in agreement. Well, okay, that thousand dollars, and you both automatically go, oh, okay, that goes towards that credit card." Um, but if there's not a an agreement, if there's haven't been walked it out, well, that immediately is attached to a heart's desire. Oh, well, I've been wanting to get these nice jackets for the kids, or I've been wanting to be able to to do this in. The kitchen and remodel this or or I've just been wanted to stick that into savings we just need a we need a buffer we are too close to zero, and that's going in the savings account and it is connected to a heart's desire and then something that's a blessing an extra thousand bucks man, you can begin going round and round and go, you know I wish mm-hmm. that thousand dollars would have never showed up because we're at each other's throat over what we're going to do with this grand and then you turn it into $50,000, 100000 oh, man, that start, really starts changing things.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. It can be hard. So how should couples handle their money?
1: Well, this comes down to the old yours, mine, and ours question. And, and you know. In,
2: in our family, what's brands <laughs> is mine, what's mine is mine, and what's ours is mine. But in all reality, it's.
1: I get my birthday money.
2: It's ours. And I yell at him <laughs> if he doesn't spend it on himself.
1: I get my birthday money. Oh shit, you. you get more than I that. do. I do, um, but that whole that old question. You know, I, I get couples who, you know, come together and you know they both have uh, accounts and resources, and um, we have a way. We we everything is together. We don't have separate separate monies i don't have my brand money and cutie money as far as in a big picture there may be some small amounts that where um that's the case but we don't have separate checking accounts and whatnot i'm not saying that's the right or the wrong way what i'm saying is you need to be in agreement Mm -hmm. and if the if trust is the issue for separation there's a problem
2: absolutely
1: if it's I want my money in my account because I don't trust the other person uh, to handle it well and right, whatnot, right, right. there's a problem. If each of you your paychecks get dropped in your own account for some sort of practical, functional reason, um, and everybody knows what each other has and everything's good, um, well then that can be a that can be a viable functional way to do your money. Um, But the biggest thing is, is if trust is not trusting the other, is making you set up boundaries and walls where this money is. But you are on a slippery slope, and it's hard to do this this walk of till death do us part with someone you don't fully trust.
2: Yeah, well, and marriage is supposed to be that the two of you are walking down, you're you're going through life together, and. I feel like for us as anyways everything is together. We are together. Now, granted that if it works better for your family that you have separate checking accounts or however that works, that then that whole communication thing that we've talked about before of being on the same page is what makes things work. Yeah. It's how you f- avoid uh, vain imaginations and um, all the things that can attack you in your emotional thinking world when you are both on page and on at the same understanding of what truly is, you know, each other are doing. And that to me, you can handle it however you want to. But if you have If you have one account and one person just doesn't know anything and one person does everything, that's not together either. Yes, your money's together, but it's not doing it together. For sure. In all honesty, you have to be on page and walking towards the same set of goals. And that's really what this is about is setting goals and accomplishing them together.
1: Together, together, a 100%. All the way. Uh, That's why we start out in session one with agreement that um, agreement is the key. When it comes to your money, agreement is still the key. Remember, you want to show each other love and trust and openness and honesty and um, caring about what the other person cares about. Those are all keys to love. And the way you handle your money is going to be a part of that. There's a lot of things in life you can agree to disagree on, um, you know, you can agree to disagree on what's the greatest NFL team, and so when you can do the old or the greatest college team, and you see it all the time. A house divided, and they'll have have half UT, half A and M, or on the flag or whatnot. And you can, and that can be fun, and you poke one another and, and make fun of one another a little bit. But you can't agree to disagree with what to do with a hundred dollar bill. Um, you can't do that. You can agree to split it in fifty fifty, and you do what you want to. But all of a sudden, it's not a hundred anymore. Um, it's 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 250s and you can't that's why money is so important you can't agree to disagree on it you have to agree on it and it's and a, in that finding agreement it's
2: not one person bending to the other person no. it's truly the two of you compromising and coming up with what is best for your family what is best all
0: right do you guys have any final thoughts to leave us with
1: Mine would be to to continue to work through this um, and have these conversations on a regular basis. And again, uh, going back to having a fair fight. If this is an issue that is volatile for you, set it on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Second and fourth Thursdays, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about our budget. And we're going to talk about just put it on the calendar because otherwise you're going to wait for a fight to talk about it and it's not going to be constructive. Mm-hmm. And then the words are going to flow and the you know the touch closeness is going to stop and the acts of service are shutting down. I mean, the whole thing just falls down. So if this is a place of tension, put it on the calendar. That's good. Have these conversations on purpose. Find a place of agreement.
2: Yeah, I would say that for us what has been a huge, um, eye opener and just has saved us from so many, um, I call them intense fellowships is the fact that we do these conversations pretty regularly and we don't have a scheduled time. Um, but we do it in neutral, in a neutral time, not when it's explosion time, but in neutral times, hey, well, we have this much now saved, or hey, we have this new thing coming up that we need to take care of. We try to very much do it in, in, in the times that we are neutral, where we are not feeling explosive and passionate and ready to raise the roof. On this is my stand. This is my side. It you need to focus, and you need to be like self-aware of where you're at and okay this is a healthy time okay i'm getting to a place where it's not healthy and take a few minutes however it goes you need to have them consistent conversations about where you're at and what you've done in neutral times
1: for sure and uh, another one is is going back to the concepts in the uh, fighting fair that we want to be in a place where nobody changes their mind unless they feel fully heard Um, then uh, uh, something that cutie does really really well is when there is a financial thing coming up she will ask me uh, bran what are your thoughts on how we need to handle this and she leads with asking for my input Mm -hmm. Um, it's not that she doesn't have a plan Um, she'll have a plan Um, but She'll lead with what are your thoughts on this? Have you put some thought into it um it's an underlying question and then and so and then i'll I'll share with yeah I thought we would do this and this and this make these tweaks here and here and this is how we will handle that and then she will chime in and bring her thoughts and it's so much easier when somebody shows initiative into what you you are thinking and what your plans are and man when you just value what one another brings to the table it changes so many things
2: well and in that I realized that for me it brings a lot of security to me if we discuss it earlier before something is on us or something is due I like to have a plan well ahead of time so that at least I know it's not about to catch us at last minute and we're gonna have to scramble for to make it work um, I like to bring it up several times. Sometimes I have to bring it up several times. Okay, this is coming up. What's your plan? What What mm-hmm. are you thinking? And it's not only that I think, okay, you. I've been thinking about this a long time, so you need to be, have been thinking about this and have a plan. It's putting it out there that, hey, we're about to have this, and I would like for us to at least be thinking about it And getting an idea. I hate last minute. I do not like to be caught off guard. Pastor Brennan seems to think that it's okay to pay something at the hour before it's due. And I feel like we need to have some days ahead. I I feel like it's okay that people aren't going (laughs) to be upset if you pay it a little early. But for me, if we will just discuss it ahead of time, several times or whatever, that's me keeping it in front of him that, hey, this is coming up. For sure. And it's also what are we we are going to do this what are we going what are we thinking that's my thoughts behind that
1: good thoughts good thoughts
2: of course they are <laughs> all
0: right thank you guys so much for joining us here on episode four where we talked about money and if you and your spouse find yourself in just a crazy money situation where you're trying you're not really knowing what to do or you just need more advice on this topic go visit the Dave Ramsey Show podcast. He's got a ton of good free resources. He does Financial Peace University. We do the class here at the church sometimes. We love this guy. Y'all go check him out. And as always, if you have any questions, please email us at celebrate at celebrationchurchlive.com. See you guys in the next one.